found a community, capturing, retaining, and communicating the stories of who we are is a multi-year local history project that collects and organizes audio stories and related photographs from Town of Keene community members. Visit us at myadirondackstory.org to hear about the rich social and cultural history of our community located in New York State's Adirondack Mountains. Keene Valley Library Director Karen Glass taught Keene Central School 8th graders about storytelling, and school librarian Maggie Shelton coordinated the 8th graders in this project. Volunteers Nancy MacArthur and Jerry Huntley collected and compiled their stories. We find it appropriate that many of the stories about their lives in the town of Keene focus on adventures in our majestic and challenging mountains, demonstrate love of family, and relate lessons learned. We start with Henry Becker's story, A Misfunctioning Compass on Cascade. My name is Henry Becker, and this is a story about when I got lost on Cascade Mountain. It was a humid summer day in the Adirondacks, and I had been enjoying ATIS with bunch of my friends. This is about two or three years ago and I was in fifth or sixth grade and I had done a few hikes that were like this but none had been quite like this one. Um, we were going to hike from Cascade and do the seven slide up to Porter but when we got to the when we got to the slide we noticed that the slide was too wet. So we decided that it wasn't safe to go to hike up the slide and we didn't end up doing it. So what we decided to do was just hike back down and then find our way back to the road so we could find where the cars were. But when we were about halfway down, we realized that our compass wasn't working and there weren't any trails to follow, so we didn't know exactly where we were. But when we realized that the compass wasn't working, we had to kind of, we had to troubleshoot. So we, we knew that we were somewhere near Owl's Head. So we tried to look for any hills that sort of went uphill so we could find where Owl's Head was. And when we, found, when we found it, we had to climb up a big steep hill. And then we got to the top of it after maybe 30 minutes of looking around and hiking up a cliff. We, we followed the trail back down and we got back to the cars. And that was pretty much it. Um, I enjoyed this hike, but I hope others that do it make sure they have a functioning compass. Henry loved his hike and learned a lesson. Carter Smith was quick with his phone and got photos and a video in Moose on the Loose. I am Carter and this is a story of the time a moose showed up on my yard. When I was getting up to get wa water one time, just outside my window, a little, little sliver that wasn't covered up by the blinds, I saw a huge figure. I went over to take a closer look and it turned out it was a moose. 
I quickly grabbed my phone and went straight to the door to open the window to get a better view. Then I took a video of it and also a picture. After that, the moose walked off somewhere where we couldn't see him anymore. And I went to show my brother the video because he didn't really believe me. After that, he got up to also see it, but it already went behind a shed that we couldn't see. We, I told my dad, and then he got up, opened the door, and went to go out and look for it. And the moose ran up a hill that was right next to our house. We tried to look for it, and we did see it for a little bit, but it just went all the way up and we couldn't see it anymore. Because of that, I will always be on the lookout to see if the moose shows up again in my yard. Van Morelli has experienced living in the mountains and the prairie. Hear about how he describes life in both, in moving from and back to the Adirondacks. I'm Van Morelli, and my story will, will be talking about how Keene is better for me than Montana. I, I lived in Montana for eight years and went to school there. Um from kindergarten to fourth grade. Their school was a lot bigger than Keene. They had about 350 kids in two grades, where Keene has uh, K through 12 all in one school, and it's about 150 kids. Um, the sports in Montana were a lot more plentiful. Um, it was like rec leagues, like you would play teams from same town where skiing all the kids in play f in the same school and they play different schools um, in uh, Montana I lived in the prairie um, this made travel like to other places it had to, we had to travel further to get groceries and stuff here we live in the mountains and we have to travel about 15 minutes to the nearest grocery store. Um, the education in Montana, I felt as if it was a little worse than it is in Keene. Um, Keene has less students, so focuses more on individual students. Um, although Montana was really good for me, I feel that I belong in Keene. Moving was also the theme of Ella Whitney's story, Moving to the Valley. Her grandmother has already contributed two other stories you can listen to, The Red Barn and Memories of a Dedicated Fireman about her great-grandfather. Hear Ella now. Um, I am Ella Whitney, and when I was younger, I moved from Elizabethtown to the middle of Keene Valley. My family has been here for about eight or nine generations, and there is a lot of us here. Um, when I moved, um, my old house, we had a bunch of big gardens, um, flower and vegetables, and we lived on top of a giant hill, my mom, my dad, my sister, and I. And um, we were going to move. We had a garage in my like my Nana's old garage and we were turning it into a house um, but 
when we were in the process of building it, she passed away. So we moved into her old house. Um, I got the big bedroom upstairs. And in my old house, my sister and I shared a room and we had a bunk bed and it was a small room. So we were very close together. And in my, my new room, it was a lot bigger than my old one. And I had my own room. So my sister was not there. So the first couple of nights, I was really nervous because I was all alone. But I eventually got used to it. And um, the move, I used to ride the bus to school. But now I'm in walking distance. So I can walk to school. and It's a lot nicer. And there's a lot of outdoor stuff we can do. Like I can ride my bike with my friends. And we can go on walks and stuff. Um, I live right next door to the country club. So I can go swimming there. Um, I take a lot of walks on the valley trail. And I can, I'm in walking distance of some of my friends. So I can hang out with them. And um, I love my school. My dad went to school here and my grandmother taught here. So um, it's very familiar to me. And I know everyone I went to school with. And now that I'm older, I'm very glad I moved here and I hope to stay here my whole life. Okay, let's just move to our board, y'all. Both Van and Ella are really happy here. So is Isaac and Amnes who wasn't the first person in his family to tell a story for Adirondack community. Check out the stories Finding a House in Keene and Doubts, Anxiety, and a Happy Ending for Irma. Isaac's story, A Change of Scenery for My Relatives, is filled with love for his family. Hello, my name is Isaac, and I would like to tell all of you a story of when my grandparents visited my family from New York City to the Adirondacks. So it was one day in April, we were shopping with my family. Uh, and when I mean we, I mean me and my sister. Um, my dad told, wanted to tell me something, so I was kind of um, confused. So I went up to him and he said that uh, my grandparents were coming to visit us for an entire month. Uh, I was very ecstatic and um i told my sister because um and she was also very excited as well um uh to clear up some things i have met my grandfather once when i visited new york city for i think i think for a week and uh i've actually never met my grandmother until until that so every day in april we would run to our house to check if they were there but unfortunately we had no luck however one day we decided uh we had um uh like some sort of i don't remember what we had that day but it made us like very tired so we walked into our house and we saw our grandparents um my sister ran up to them and hugged both of them and uh, I shook hands with them. So uh, 
for the entire month, uh, we would uh, show them around uh, the Adirondacks. Like we showed them Lake Placid, uh, a little bit of Plattsburgh, um, and also Keene Valley as well. Um, both of my parent grandparents were really surprised on how quiet and peaceful everything was in the Adirondacks because uh, they were uh, living in the city for a while. And uh, it's really different um, to live in the Adirondacks and in the city because uh, in the city, it's really, it's really loud and there's a lot of traffic. But uh, in the Adirondacks, there are more people no, more trees than people. And it is really quiet. So, after that entire month, or actually, um, uh, during the entire month, uh, they would also teach me and my sister and some, and a little bit to my parents uh, about uh, Mexican culture because um, they, they were born in Mexico, uh, both of my parents as well. I was born in New York City. Um, and uh, I learned uh, a few things. Like uh, I learned how to say hello and thank you in Portuguese. And uh, sometimes I have trouble remembering what uh, the words were. But uh, I'm still working on them. So because of this experience, um, I had... I had a lot of fun with my grandparents, and I do wish that they would come back once again after the pandemic is over, uh, because uh, I had a really fun time with them. So, yeah. David Wubbs learned his lesson in the dry ice experiment that almost went wrong. I am David Wubbs and I'm telling the time that I saw dry ice and almost touched it during an experiment. Well, first of all, dry ice is frozen carbon dioxide that is very cold and can give very bad freezer burns. So I do if you touch it. This occur, this occasion, happened in my garage in the Agarondacks where my grandparents live. Well, well, the first thing I, the only things I know about it right now is that it's really cold, frozen carbon dioxide. And it's used to keep things quite cold for things. So first of all, the my grandfather probably obtained dry ice from a package is what I believe. And he decided that he wanted to show me some, show me it and some experiments with it. Well, when it wasn't, when it wasn't being used for an experiment, I almost tried to touch the dry ice there, but my parents were there thankfully and slapped my arm out of it so I didn't get a huge freezer burn. But after that, my, Grandfather made a bu bucket full of water that he put a piece of dry icing and it made a big cloud of it. And it made a big cloud of, oh my God, 
like gas that was coming from the water that overflowed the bucket and I was allowed to touch that at least. And from now on, I will never try to touch dry ice again as I learned what happens when you touch it, which is really bad freezer burns. It wasn't funny for Max Hyman and his friend in this story about their snowboarding adventure when my friend broke his tailbone. I am Max Hyman, and this is the story about when my friend broke his tailbone. His name was Etai, and we were both snowboarding together. It was on the Trail of Victoria at Whiteface. He went off a jump, and he landed. He slipped out of his snowboard, and he landed on his tailbone. After that, he needed to be rushed to the hospital in Albany. And then later that night, he needed to be flown out to the hospital in Vermont because the hospital there couldn't do anything about it. Uh, after that, he was fine after two weeks. And go back to school after the he didn't ski that year or snowboard that year again but the prior year he um he snowboarded again Zarella Gooley loves experiencing the high peaks with her family in My Dad versus the Mountain I'm Zarella Deli, and this is the story of when I hiked the tallest mountain in New York. Living in the Adirondacks in my family means hiking a lot. One day, my mom asked me if I wanted to hike Mount Marcy with her and my dad for their anniversary. The hike is over 4,000 feet, and it takes about 12 hours, which means there's no light at the end of the hike. One day, a few months later, my mom told me we were going to hike it the next day, so I had to pack and tell school that I wasn't going to be there. We set off at 9 a.m. and we brought a bunch of food, clothes, and a, bu- and a bear canister in case we had to stay overnight. I was about 12 years old and it was really fun to hike with my family. We stopped to eat at Marcy Dam and then we stopped a little later. By the time we got up to the top, it was slightly dark and you couldn't see anything because of the fog. It was very scary because you couldn't see a few feet in front of you and I didn't know where my parents were. We only stay up there for a little bit, but it was really fun being the tallest person in New York for a few minutes. Everything was going well, and we started hiking down. After we stopped for another snack, we were walking away, and my dad had an apple. My mom was far ahead of us, and we were, my dad and I were walking together. He turned to throw the apple into the woods, and as he did that, he fell over a stone. He fell backwards, and hit his head really hard. He got really hurt, and it was really hard for us to walk all the way out in the dark with him in pain. But altogether, it was really fun, and even though some things went wrong, hiking Mount Marcy is a memory I will never forget with my family in the Adirondacks. Sorella was the tallest person in New York, at least for a minute, and experienced danger firsthand. And finally, we share Madison Miller's hiking experience in my first experience in the Adirondack Park. Hi, I'm Madison Miller, and this is the story of my first experience in the Adirondack Park. Um, When I was five, I lived in Florida, and my parents told me we were going on a trip to visit their friends in New York. And from my knowledge, New York was 
very cold and warm at the same time because I had never really experienced cold weather. So I didn't know what to pack. And my mother thought it was a great idea for me as a five-year-old to pack my own suitcase. So I packed like three pairs of shorts, a couple of tank tops, and twinkle toes. And if you ever worn twinkle toes, they're not very comfortable whatsoever. So when we got to New York, um, we went to Lake Placid and stayed with them. They told us that we were going to go on a short hike to go see a waterfall. That was very pretty. So um, I put on my twinkle toes and my tank top and my shorts, and we got in the car and got to the trail. The trail was very long, not what they had said it was short, and it was a pretty decent hike as what I remembered. Um, My mother and my father forgot to bring water with us, so I was a very cranky five-year-old with no water to drink, and my feet hurt really bad because of my shoes. Um, When we got to the top of the trail, um, there was a very beautiful waterfall. Um, My dad thought it was a great idea to throw me into the water, and it was very cold, and the rocks hurt when I landed on them. So I had to walk the rest of the trail down in wet clothing, which is not very pleasant whatsoever. So now when I pack for a trip, I think ahead of what we're going to do and ask questions about it before I do anything. And when I hike now, I wear comfortable shoes and good clothing and bring extra clothing just in case I get wet. Zarella, like the other eighth graders at Keene Central School, shared adventures in our majestic and challenging mountains, demonstrated love of family, and focused on lessons learned. Thanks for listening to these stories from Adirondack Community, capturing, retaining, and communicating the stories of who we are. Hear more stories at myadirondackstory.org and let us know your reaction to what you've discovered. Want to start a story project in your community? We have free tools and resources to help you at our storybridge.org.